told you, I shared with you, we were going to hear stories about change at the beginning of the service, I said, uh, around the world, and we've heard those, and I said we were going to hear stories about change right in our own backyard, and so we have an opportunity to do that now. We have some friends with us from Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge is a Christian-based addiction recovery program, and so I'll let them share more about what uh, happens there and, and the stories that they have uh, but as you give, we talk about global outreach, as you give there, this is also part of what we support. Not just things halfway around the world, but things right in our backyard. These guys are from Brockton. Teen Challenge exists in Boston and all sorts of other places around here. But our, our friends here are from Brockton this morning. Would you welcome Andrew as he comes and introduces the group today? an anchor for my soul and I can say that it is well Jesus has overcome and the grave is overwhelmed victory is won he has risen but There's a day that's drawn When this darkness breaks to light And the shadows disappear And my faith shall be my eyes Jesus has overcome and the grave is overwhelmed. The victory is won. He has risen from the dead. 
sense of unacceptance, just unloved, and just, just didn't feel wanted whatever I did, you know, so I sought the acceptance uh, from the world. I was kind of, you know, I, I sought attention at school. I, I, was, I was troublesome going through the early grades of school. Um, just over 12 years ago, though, uh, my mother started off, and she first got clean. She's got 12 years clean today, and um, I'm, I, I'm forever grateful for that. Um, when she got cleaning, she got involved with the church back at home in Connecticut, and, uh, you know, she started to drag me along with her. I didn't really want much to do with it, but, uh, you know, um, there I, I saw my mother starting to change, and me being a troublesome child, you know, I wanted to change. I, wa- I wanted to feel this sense of love, and, uh, you know, so my church ended up in 2007. They paid away for me to go to Guatemala, and I went there 2007 and through 2010 uh, during the summer. And that's when I, I gave my life to the Lord at that time. Um, I saw people in a third world country who had nothing. Material-wise, they had nothing. But they had this joy, raising their hands, praising the Lord, just uh, a sense of peace and happiness that I wanted within myself. And I gave my life to the Lord. And uh, I, uh, high school, I did fairly well until about my senior year. You know, I started using, um, you hear that, uh, bad company corrupts good character. And uh, I feel that's, that's what happened with me. I tried to be a positive influence on my friends going through high school. They started you know, drinking, smoking weed about their uh, sophomore year and stuff. And, uh, you know, I didn't want no part of that. And um, But my senior year took a toll on me. I started using. And uh, it, it didn't seem bad at first. But uh, I went away when I graduated high school. I went to Davis Bible College in Johnson City, New York. Um, but being there for about two months, my drink got a hold of me there. And I told my mom, hey, mom, I got to come home. I got home, and things just got even worse real quick. And... Uh, First, it seemed all right. I had a job at Hartford Hospital as, a, as an LPN. Um, I loved it. I loved helping people. Um, I, I got in a relationship. I got a car. I had my own place. Things were, were, were just seemed well on the outside, but I was still, I, I walked away from the Lord at that time. Um, relationships started getting bumpy. Um, it, ended, it, it was just really bad. It just ended up me, uh, I ended up going to jail. In 2013, I did six months in jail got out of jail, and I hit the ground running again. This time I just not drinking and smoking marijuana. I started using harder drugs, and, uh, and it just took me from a place where growing up, you know, I just never saw myself doing any of that stuff. Um, so February 2015, I ended up in a jail cell again, and I just saw this, you know, you hear the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And I kept seeing myself going to jail and doing the wrong thing time and time again. And it wasn't leading me anywhere good. And uh, so in a jail cell, I told myself, you know, I'm done listening to secular music because it was bringing back bad memories. I started listening to K-Love Radio in my cell, and that's where I heard about Teen Challenge. And uh, I told my mother and my lawyer, that's where I need to go. I've been there for almost a year now. Um, I have 16 months clean. I'm just, I just had this sense of peace and this joy about myself that I can honestly say I've never felt in my life, even going back to my early high school years. Um, when I graduated this uh, place, you know, um, by the grace of God, I'm going to be in the fall. I'm going to be going to school. I want to pursue my RN. And uh, I just, I, I get a sense of fulfillment when I can help people, whether that be spiritually, emotionally, or physically. 
I enjoy helping people. Today, um, you know, scripture I stand on a lot is uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, 7 through 9. And it says, for God does not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord with the strength God gives you. Be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life, not because we deserved it, but because he had the plan before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. Today, I'm not ashamed of my testimony. I'm not ashamed. You know, I went through the things I went through, and, you know, Maybe today I can go and I can share my testimony with people so they don't need to walk down the same road that I walked down, that they can come to know Christ before they get stuck in addiction, before they end up in a jail cell. And uh, I know um, being an RN, uh, I'm just like, I had this vision today. I had this plan for my future. And I know when I was working in the hospital in the past, you know, I I grew relationships with patients, you know, and uh, that's what what better time when somebody's hurting in a bad place. They might be on their deathbed to be able to tell them about Jesus and that they may be able to come to know him, you know, and uh, just I'm grateful for that opportunity to be able to do such a thing. I'm grateful for where I'm at today, and I'm grateful for the Ministry of Teen Challenge. Thank you. Today I found myself After searching all these years And the man that I saw Wasn't that all who I thought he'd be And I was lost when you found me here And I was broken beyond repair But then you came along you sang your song over me to me now Reassure my heart somehow That this love that I feel Is so much more real than anything And I've a feeling in my soul And I pray that I'm not wrong That this life I have now It is only the beginning Feels like I'm born again Feels like I'm living For the very first time For the very first time Feels like I'm breathing Wasn't looking for something that was more than what I had yesterday. 
But then you came to me And you gave to me life and love That I've never known That I've never felt before Feels like I'm born again It feels like I'm living For the very first time Living for the first time It feels like I'm breathing It feels like I'm moving For the very first time officer, my mother was a nurse, uh, two sisters, an older brother, I uh, did really well in school, uh, graduated high school with honors, uh, but that's when things took a turn uh, for the worse. That was the, the first time I tried opiate painkillers for the first time, and uh, it really didn't take long. Uh, by the time I was 19, uh, I was a full-blown IV heroin addict, and uh, like so many times in my story, I thought uh, a geographical change would cure me that that would fill the hole that I had, you know, in my soul, that I, I could fix it that way. So uh, at 20, uh, I enlisted in the Coast Guard, and I thought that that would do me good and that would cure me. And uh, I did well for a while. I went to boot camp school. I got stationed in Washington State. And, uh, but being 21 and in the military uh, and with a problem with addiction, I drank and I drank heavily. Uh, I ended up getting a DUI. And uh, I was thankfully honorably discharged, but I was stuck in a place 3,000 miles away from home in the court system, uh, you know, befriending not the best people. So it didn't take long before I picked up heroin again, and uh, this time along with it, methamphetamine. And it was worse than the time before. Uh, the next four years were, were a mess. Uh, I ended up meeting a girl, uh, and we had a daughter. And that's when I decided that this wasn't the life that I wanted to live anymore. And I tried again, another geographical change. I'd do it for my daughter this time. Uh, we moved back to Massachusetts. And, you know, like before, we did well for a while, but it didn't take long. You know, one time someone had some pills, and, and within six months we were using again. Uh, this time my mother took my daughter from me, and she said, you're not getting her back, you know, until you do something drastic. And I fought and I fought, but uh, it didn't take long, and, and I made it into Teen Challenge. And... And I'm thankful that I did, because uh, if I didn't come into Teen Challenge, I wouldn't have the relationship with the Lord that I have today. So I do thank him every day for my addiction, because that's what broke me, and that's what brought me to him. And uh, I firmly believe that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the prayers of my family, my daughter, my mother. And that's why prayer is something we take very seriously here at Teen Challenge. A couple of my brothers are going to pass out uh, these prayer cards to you. Uh, you guys want to do that? Thank you. Uh, on one side is a, a spot for your prayers. Like I said, uh, prayer is something we take very seriously at Teen Challenge. We have corporate prayer three times a day. We have a box of these on the altar, so people who come in who don't know how to pray, 
you know, this is how they learn. This is how they learn to communicate with the Lord. This is how they learn to, to develop that relationship. And uh, another spot is uh, for your information. It's just a way that we can keep in touch with you. Uh, it's a way to let you know about the things that we have going on. Uh, we have a golf tournament coming up in a couple weeks, banquets, uh, different events throughout the year. If you think we're going to call you and ask you for money, we are. It's an expensive endeavor what we do here, but, you know, be nice when we call. Uh, we're going to play a song. Uh, if you want to fill that out, just when you're ready, just hold it up. Uh, one of my brothers will come around to collect it. Uh, if you don't have enough time, you can hand it in to us at the table in the back. Thank you.
just forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. Hello, church. Um, my name is Brett. I'm 23 years old. I'm from uh, Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Growing up, I had a uh, had a great life. Um, I have two loving parents, and uh, they try to do their best with me. But uh, growing up, my mother had some medical problems, so she was uh, in the hospital a lot or at treatment. And uh, my father worked a lot, so I I looked to the streets for love, and uh, I looked in all the wrong places, and uh, I looked up to the older kids that were selling drugs and in gangs and uh, just doing the wrong things. And uh, so that's that's. Who I tried to be like, and um, following those people that really destroyed my life. Um, I started smoking weed at a young age, um, around 12 years old, which led to to doing more as I was getting older. Um, when I was 14, I had a problem with a kid from another neighborhood, and uh, he hit me with a car, and I uh, I got introduced to prescription painkillers, and uh, that started me on my my opiate addiction. It led me to to doing terrible things I, w- I would never have thought I would have done just to get to get the drugs um, led me to using heroin I've, I've overdosed five times um, so it's, it's a miracle that I'm standing here right now God has a big plan for me to help somebody that uh, is struggling maybe maybe to witness to them about God and uh, to show them there's a place they can get help I've always had a, a, a void I felt from me, and that's what I tried to fill it with was drugs and and uh, money, possessions, and I realized today that that void can only be filled by Jesus Christ. And, uh, he's made me whole again. He's restored all my family to me. He's uh, he's restored really everything I've lost, and uh, he's still working in my life. I finished this program in um, three weeks. I'll be done, and. Um, I'll be moving on to uh, hopefully be working in a barber shop, cutting hair, and uh, then I'll be able to witness to the people that I cut hair and tell them about what God has done in my life. Uh, thank you so much for uh, having us. That's- Hi again. So I just wanted to talk about, about a few of the reasons why we come out here. One is to preach the gospel. It's only because of the redemptive power of Christ that we're able to stand here today. Um, you know, I hear sometimes that you know God doesn't perform miracles anymore. You don't, you don't see fire coming down from heaven. You know, you don't see him parting the Red Sea. But up here is a miracle. A modern day miracle. We were dead. You know, I can't tell you how many times, how many people even back in Rockland overdosed. For hope, we want to spread hope. You know, you look at the, the news today and the newspapers, and all you see is heroin, opiates, and prescription pills, and violence, and, and gangs, and drugs. And, you know, that's not what we're about today. You know, that may be a part of our story, but that's not what we're about today anymore. You know, we come to, to spread hope and, and to show people that there's another way to live. You know, regardless of your past, regardless of what you did. 
proud today to stand up here, new people. We're grateful for our story. We're grateful for what the Lord has done in our lives. You know, and, and lastly, uh, you know, we're here for, to ask for help. You know, like uh, Tom said, you know, it's, it's very expensive to feed and clothe and, and, you know, all that stuff. There are 90 plus guys, soon to be, uh, you know, hopefully 130. I was talking to my mother the other day, and this is like, this is the opposite of what I would have done a year and a half ago. I would have never stood in front of the church and, and asked for help. I was, I was too proud. You know, I was too, uh, was too, you know, whatever. And um, I'm blessed to be here today. I'm blessed to be able to do it. I'm blessed to come up here and, and ask for your help because, of, because of people like you, congregations like you guys, you know, we're able to stand here today. Most of us, end of our road, we have nothing left. Our families don't want to talk to us. Our friends want nothing to do with us. You know, and, and there's nothing left. And Teen Challenge has never turned anybody away. In the 50 plus years that we've been here, they've never turned anyone, anybody away from finding a lack of work. So we came up with this scholarship. It's a, it's a dollar a day. Um, we tell, I'm laughing because we tell this little corny joke. <laughs> it's, it's about a cost of a cup of coffee in Cumberland Falls. For a dollar a day, you can save some money. You know, it's, you know, it's the change of throwing your cup over in, in a car. You know, for if you drink Dunkin' Donuts, you can sponsor a cup of coffee. And if you drink Starbucks, you can sponsor the whole car. <laughs> so we're going to play one more song. It's called Amazing Grace. Um, I'm sure you guys know it. If you stand and sing with us, we love that. Uh, if, you're, if the Lord one of us in the back. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to pray for you. Um, but thank you, Pastor, for having us very much. We really appreciate you more than you guys know. And uh, sing with us, please.
Now it's time for the sermon. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. But I do want to share a couple of verses with you as we go. Um, There's a book in the Old Testament. It's called Job. And I don't have time to get into the whole story of Job. But let's just say that Job was a guy that went through some tough times. And while he was going through those times, a guy came along named Elihu, and he came to Job, and he said, I want to describe to you, Job, what happens when someone puts their trust in God. When someone puts their trust in God, here is what happens. Here's their story. And I love these verses. I feel like they sum it up so well. Elihu says, a man comes to God, and then he goes and he says to people, I sinned and perverted what was right. And it was not repaid to me. I love the way the NIV says it, a different version. It says, I sinned and perverted what was right, but I did not get what I deserved. God redeemed my soul from going down into the pit, and my life will look upon the light. Behold, God does this two or three times with a man to bring his soul back from the pit, that he may be lighted with the light of life. If you follow Jesus, that's your story. That's these guys' story, and if you follow Jesus, that's your story too. That you were headed towards the pit, but you put your trust in him, and God reached down, and he turned you away, and he redeemed your life, and now you live to enjoy the light. And some of you in this room this morning, maybe that's not your story yet. Maybe that's not your story yet. Maybe you're still headed your own direction. Maybe you're still headed your own way. And this morning would be the morning after hearing these stories of lives changed across the world and lives changed right here in our own backyard, that you would let your life be changed as well, that you would put your trust in Jesus Christ, that you would follow him, and that you would spend your life being filled with his light. That's your decision today. And if that's a decision that you want to make, all you have to do is start talking to God and tell him this morning that you want to make that decision, to follow him. And have him save you. I'd invite you just to bow your head and close your eyes as we, as we end our service together this morning. And even as we've heard these stories uh, from our friends at Teen Challenge. My guess is there's not a person here in the room that, hasn't, that, has, uh, that we've all been affected by addiction. Whether that's you personally or whether it's someone close to you. We all have people, I'm sure, that we're praying for today that God would get a hold of and that God would help them. Everybody's eyes are closed. Everybody's head bowed. I just want to ask you, if there's someone close to you, or maybe it's even you, 
You would say this morning, pastor, as you close, I just want you to remember me. I want you to remember someone close to me. I want to raise my hand just to reach out to God and say, God, we need you to do something here. We need you to step in and break the bonds of addiction in my life or in the life of someone close to me. Would you be willing just to raise your hand? I want to remember you. Say, there's someone close to me that God just needs to step in and break them from that addiction. There's a lot of hands up in this room. And I know there's a lot of us that need God to do that in our own lives or someone close to us. So let's pray for that this morning. God, we know this morning, we've seen it, that you are powerful enough to do anything. You're powerful enough to reach someone uh, across the world. You're powerful enough to break the bonds of addiction in someone's life. And God, I thank you this morning for those who have the faith to raise their hand and ask you for help today. God, we pray that by your spirit, that you would break the bonds of addiction in the lives of those who have raised their hand and the lives of those who are close to them. God, that you would do a work that only you can do. We don't know how you're going to do it. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like. But Lord, we are trusting you today that you can do it and that you're going to do it. We put our hope in you. We put our faith in you. We put our trust in you. God, I pray for those in this room that need to make big decisions today to change their lives. That you would give them the courage by your spirit to do it no matter what that means. That they would have the courage and the strength to make difficult decisions And God, I pray for those of us who are raising our hand for someone close to us. God, give us wisdom. Give us wisdom and understanding as to how we are to pray and how we are to minister. God, we give those situations to you. God, we thank you for the encouragement today as we hear stories of lives that have been changed by your grace. God, we look forward to hearing many, many more. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.